Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked on Bulls. On today's episode, we'll talk about the Bulls starting five, ranking 18th overall in the NBA and what that really means for the Bulls starting five. We'll also talk about Marco Samanovic being named to the second team all summer league and ask, ask this question, which Bull will have the most unexpected impact in the 2022-23 season? We'll get into all that and more on today's Locked on Bulls. <laughs> You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're finding yourself on Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, or it's your team every day. That's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls Central, where I cover the Bulls every day. And we're jumping right into it. Uh, Bleacher Report got us messed up, brother. Ranked us uh, 18th amongst all starting fives in the NBA. The, the, the start, the first five, I can understand a little bit. Then it starts getting into a little bit disrespectful territory. Like, I understand that the Atlanta Hawks. <laughs> added uh, DeJounte Murray, but you put the Atlanta Hawks starting five over the Chicago Bulls starting five, bro. We don't even know that starting five is the most unbalanced starting. Like it has a lot of talent, but it's a very unbalanced starting five, bro. What, what did you make of this list? Where do you make it where the Bulls sit? What do you think? I, I, I agree with you, right? Because to me, it was one of those things where like Atlanta was the team that shook me too, because I was like, who like I get DeJounte Murray is a really, really, really good defender. Mm-hmm. But that whole backcourt is the, the tallest dude in that backcourt is six four, and the other dude is barely six foot. I don't know if we giving him six foot. Are we giving Trey six foot? Uh, no, right? bro. They keep saying that I'm not Trey Young is like five nine and a half. So to me, right, like I'm looking at that and I'm like, all right, well, that's that's interesting. Brooklyn Nets, I kind of understood. I mean, it's still Kevin Durant, KD, all them mugs. Minnesota Timberwolves, I get Rudy Gobert added to that lineup, but we'll see what they do. But I mean, like Memphis Grizzlies? Memphis Grizzlies is, I, I, there's an argument. I mean, there is an argument. There's an argument. There's John an Morant's argument. great, right? John yeah. Morant's great, but like. They're starting five, John Morant, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks, Jaron Jackson Jr., and Steven Adams. I can beat them. <laughs> now, granted, right. Like, like it's a it's a tough, it's a tough argument when the Bulls didn't beat them. But yeah. <laughs> we beat them one game, right? We beat them one game. We I split, we that split series with them. One. I think we beat yeah. them here and the, and once there. But but even I'm gonna be honest with you, Miami Heat. That's starting and Cleveland Cavaliers uh, ranked 11th. Like, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of young talent in that. But the Cleveland Cavaliers, well, though. they did. But, like, that lineup worked well. But though. but they were a playing team last season, bro. Like, you, so, the, like, you but I get the reason why, though. They, they, they got ravaged with injury. Now, I will say this. I will say this. I don't agree with the Cleveland because mm-hmm. I don't believe Karis Levert can be an off ball uh, uh, scorer. Karis LeVert is not he's, – he's somebody that has to have the ball in his hands, and he and doesn't have got, the ball in his hands. And they got – at least in this, they got Laurie Marketing listed as their starting three. I know he did start at three for them last season, but listen, we've we've seen it. Laurie Marketing starting as your three, it sounds good on paper until he has to guard some of the quicker threes in the league, bro. Now, here's the one to me that and, – and, and this is the thing, right? We're talking about yeah. full starting five. We're mm-hmm. not just talking about a team with a superstar that's going out there right we're talking one through five i'm assuming we're talking fully healthy here yeah 
Portland they got to be Tom's fully healthy because New Orleans Pelicans are number fourteen, which which only makes sense if Zion's on there. Which yeah. I'm 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 not gonna lie to you. I'm really excited. I hope he's healthy because that's gonna be scary. But but oh. Port, Portland oh, yeah. Trail Blazers. Who who J- Jeremy Grant? Like Anthony Simons? Okay, all right. Dame yeah. Lillard, Dame, yeah. Anthony Simons, Josh I, Hart, Jeremy Grant, and Yusuf Nurkic as their starting five listed mm. here. That start that starting five puts no fear in my heart at all. Like, don't get me wrong; it's a very offensively talented starting five. But they're Dame's the only one that scares me. They're about to get cooked defensively. <laughs> hey, Dame is the, literally the only player on that list that scares me, bro. Now, like, Jeremy so Grant I, does not concern me in the slightest. Jeremy Grant versus P. Will. Yeah, that doesn't worry me at all. Uh, Toronto Raptors at number 16 above the Bulls. Fred Van Fleet, Gary Trent Jr., Scotty Barnes, OG Ananobi, and Pascal Siakam. That's a better lineup because they're you got to take coaching into account with that one. That's definitely definitely they and, they and, move they, they're on a string. They and they and they have they have that that lineup that they want uh yeah. that the uh Arturus would want us to have when all everybody puts their arms out. Now Fred Van Fleet's probably the only one, but he because there's so much <laughs> length on there, he, he fits in perfectly. Like <laughs> Captain Cardi almost made it made his Cardi. That's his goal right there. Fred, that, that Toronto lineup. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> when your like, arms combine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I look at like some of my biggest question marks on here. Like, like I understand Toronto. Like they Toronto does have a, a really good roster. Like from and from top yeah. to bottom, especially if you're counting full roster, even bench. Miami Heat. I'm I'm debating it, bro. I'm debating. Yeah, I can debate the Miami Heat. The New Orleans Kyle Pelicans. Lowry did nothing. Yeah, New Orleans. Well, he, remember Kyle Lowry's skinny again. I don't know if you saw the latest pictures. I, I did see that. He's skinny I did again. See that. It's like every other red. season. We're not going to get into the other pictures I saw that was going around Twitter. Oh, no, no. Kyle let's Lowry. not do that. I was like, what the not, heck is going on here? It's <laughs> not, this, not, this is not the platform for that, my brother. Um, but with that being said, we also got um, New Orleans Pelicans. Like you said, only makes sense. If you're if you're betting on a fully healthy Zion Williamson, yeah. but because of that, like who's betting on a fully healthy Zion at this point? You, you, I got to see it for at least a season and a half before I will ever bet on it. It's it's a tough bet. You know, I I, I think Zion's going to come back with a vengeance. I do think he's mm-hmm. going to be healthy. I think he's probably in the best shape of his life. But the tough part is, right? Like he's still in New Orleans. Is he going to be able to stay away from the uh, from the tables? This is yeah. True. I mean, like that that, that food be hitting. That, <laughs> hey, the double on beignets of what, what took yeah. Zion down. Now, That's one of the question marks on this for me, because we saw this roster, they didn't make any considerable changes. In what world would you put the Los Angeles Lakers 25th? I mean, 21st in starting fives. And I get it. They got LeBron. They got AD. If the, I guess again they're going back to fully healthy, but fully healthy. That's that's a a a, a, a large order for a Los Angeles well, Lakers. And the, and the tough part is right. You're not taking scheme into account because I'm still trying to figure out how Brian and Russell Westbrook work together. Yeah, I mean, like they have the same you, limitation you know, they, of they need, I need they four need bring, shooters around me. They need to bring in <laughs> one of the old and one players to coach the team because that's the only <laughs> style of basketball where those two work playing together works, bro. Yeah, I I, I want to see kind of how and and that's the other thing too, right? Like they're just they're just basing this straight up off of the players' names and stuff like that. Because I mm-hmm. want to see how Darvin Ham gets that system to work. I think that's going to be an interesting uh, yeah. uh, thing as a whole. But I mean, bro, I mean, looking at it from a Bulls standpoint, like looking at the Bulls lineup, to me, this is a. I'd probably put us. I I would probably move us up. It's about 
15. That's the range that I expected this to be. Because, like I said, remo- removing the Pelicans because of uh, health be damned, they're not never going to be healthy, in my opinion. I'm I, the the Hawks. I I, I think, think we're I think we're better than Miami. You think we're better than Miami? I got to see we, that first. I think we I'm have a better roster than Miami. I think we have a better starting five than Miami because Miami's starting five. Like what? What is it? Cal Lowry, Max, Max Struss, uh, Duncan Robinson, Jimmy Butler, and Bam. That's what they have listed here as their starting five. So two dudes that disappeared in the playoffs? I mean, I I guess if we're taking it to that account, right, DeMar disappeared. Like, I I guess we could throw that out there. But, like, I I don't know, man. Like, that's that's a tough sell for me. Skinny Kyle Lowry don't do it for me is what I'm saying. And then also, that, like, they, and even outside of just the Bulls fr- frame, like you're putting the Minnesota Timberwolves over the Milwaukee Bucks in this list. I get it on paper, but we've seen the Bucks starting five, and they, they're adding Malcolm Brogdon. Oh, no, 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 they're not. This is Boston. Wrong team. Wrong, wrong B team. But, like, I just – I don't know, bro. I don't know. This list is just one of those lists that's a little head scratching. It's, it's me. an interesting one, bro. It's yeah. an interesting one to say the least. But it's gonna be, it's gonna be to me when I when I look at it. One, here's the thing I also know. Bleacher Report does this on purpose. Oh, for sure. To start conversation. And they dropped it during the dead time in 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 this news cycle. So it literally is gonna be the thing that people talk about. And and don't get me wrong. I like the Denver Nuggets. I love Jokic. Uh, but you're putting their starting five at number fifth, and you got Michael Porter Jr. listed in their starting five. We don't even know if his back is going to allow him to play basketball. And that, and that's what it is, right? They're doing the fully healthy thing. And so it, yeah. it it's a tough, it's a tough argument on most stuff. I can see why they went with it, but like a lot of the rosters you put in there are healthy, right? Golden State, yeah. Boston, Philadelphia. You know, I, I'll say this, right? I love the Clippers lineup. Mm-hmm. It it technically doesn't work nearly as well though when Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are in the lineup at the same time. This is true. This is true. So there's a they like you you're taking it straight off of names. I I don't take a lot into some of the stuff that Bleacher Report put out in this mug. I'm not gonna Bleacher lie. Report used to be a better outlet, bro. But you and, know, and even and even you know uh, um. This starting five for Brooklyn. Kyrie, Seth Curry, Joe Harris, Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons a center now? <laughs> ben you Simmons is accepted playing center? If Ben Simmons uh, had the toughness to play center, he'd be a damn good center. But, you know, it is what it is. I ain't, I ain't buying it, man. I ain't buying it. I don't yeah, know. It's I interesting. Don't, Go ahead, brother. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, before we get into this second topic, we want to let you guys know about Built Bar, why you do this to me, hey? Why you do this to me? Oh, you <laughs> son of a... Look at this dude here, man. He's giving you a live <laughs> reaction. How's that taste right there? Amazing, bro. Especially uh, I, 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 I bet it does. That coconut brownie <laughs> chunk puff. Come on now, for the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk built bar. Can't say that I have because I didn't get any in the mail. Uh, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given you the coconut brownie chunk puffs treatment. Gotta love that. That's right. The coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor you love is in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud 
of coconut brownie goodness. Would you say that's a that's an accurate evaluation? Very accurate. Taste very test? accurate description. Fastage. Uh, all, <laughs> all built bars are made with collagen products, which your body absorb more efficiently and provide tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. The best part about the built puffs is, of course, they taste amazing. But you can enjoy them guilt free because they're actually good for you as well. They're the perfect treat. Uh, for when you've got a craving or you need to satisfy that sweet tooth or if you need a quick, healthy snack, they're an excellent source of protein, delicious coconut, rich, sweet, brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Get the built to order your box of coconut brownie chunk built puffs right now. Go to built.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your order. Or if you're haze, just wait for the next box to show up at your house. <laughs> I'll be using the promo code, Built. Shout out to y'all, man. I'll be using the promo code. Hey, man. That Built Bar is actually fire, too, bro. I wish, I I wish you could enjoy this, man. No, this was, I bet this it was a fire Built Bar, brother. I'm going to just drink my coffee. Hey, just drink your coffee, man. Get that get that upkick from the coffee. I got my Built Bar to get to help me start my day. But uh, let's get into the next topic. Marco Samanovic was named to the second team summer league, bro. How do you feel about it? I'm not going to lie. I thought it was a little low. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, Marco put up like 26 and 14 multiple times in this month. Like, what do and you got to do he, to be on the first team? Well, he had that one game that brought his averages down considerably. He, he ended up like 16 and almost nine for the for yeah. the summer league season. But he had that one game where he scored like what one point? I think he scored in. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, it's it's good to. I mean, it's a good accolade to have, right? I, we're making summer league a little too much. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, well, it's, hey, weird. it's the only content we got to talk about. It, it's it getting weird. No, I'm not talking about us. I'm talking about the NBA, right? Like, it's getting the, weird now. They're getting like, they, rings for summer they're league. Rings. Bro. They doing a ceremony, and the rings come in a regular box, like a. I mean, like, y'all popping champagne in the in the locker room too. Like, is that what we doing? Are we spraying the bottles? Like. I, <laughs> Portland got hey, a championship. I guess that's 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 something to be said. Listen, that for some of those players, it's the closest they're gonna ever get to a ring of any sort. So yeah, on that on that franchise. Um <laughs> that it, it's just it's just a tough, like I I it's good to hear. Mm -hmm. But Denzel Valentine would have made all second team, right? So it, it doesn't it doesn't change my opinion on Summer League. It doesn't change how I feel about where Marco's gonna be. Um but it does excite me about what his capabilities are. We see him now dominate another league that at a minimum, right, is kind of just like G League with some advanced players that you're not going to get in the G League. But we see not Marco again dominate another league. We see him dominate it in a different way than I think we saw him dominate the G League last season. And so it does excite me in that front of, hey, maybe this guy really can be a backup four for us. He's put on some weight. He's playing better down low. He's not getting pushed around as much. He's kind of – and the thing that I like is it looked like in the beginning he kind of got moved around a little bit at, at times, and then he figured it out, and he figured out kind of how to stand his ground. So we're seeing him adjust to the game as it's happening as well. So a, a lot to like about Marco. Well-deserved second team. Um, thought he could have made first team, but I, I guess if if we're just looking at the averages, then yeah, he probably is second team because Keegan Murray was dominating all yeah, summer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when look, looking at like everything that we already know what's going on with Marco, at the end of the day, it still boils down to the same thing. We got to see him do some things on it. I, I don't yeah. care about any accolades. Like shout out to him. Um, 
And I said this over on Central as well. Like, I, shout out to him. I, I don't want to, you know, dismiss uh, achieving anything at yeah. any level. But um, at the end of the day is that we drafted Marco to be our, our on the NBA roster, right? We yeah. drafted him for that potential. We need to see that from him this season. I've gone on record. I'm saying it now. If Marco does not play in at least 60 games next season in the NBA, it was a failed season. Not for not for the Bulls, but for Marco specifically, his own personal. Marco deserves to be. I'm I'm giving it sixty games. I mean, I'm giving him twenty two games that it like either for him to either earn a spot, whatever yeah. injury, whatever it is. But he needs to play. I would say between fifty and sixty games this season. Marco Samanovic needs to play on the NBA level. I I would agree. I mean, I I think he needs to play eighty two. Who's your backup for? Derrick Jones Jr. To them. Now, I'm not saying that that's what I would do. I'm saying to them, Derrick Jones Jr. I mean, Derrick Jones Jr. get moved around real easy. Like, I mean, Javante Green's a better for it than Derrick Jones Jr. You know what I'm saying? So, like, for, for me, like, you need to see Marco playing 82 games, in, in my opinion, because you've got to have somebody opposite of Andre Drummond that's going to be able to move around, it's going to be able to get to the bucket, it's going to be able to, you know, kind of play out and get on the run off of those rebounds yeah. and stuff like that, like, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, who else you got that's gonna do that? Tony Bradley. <laughs> oh God, here we go. Got <laughs> <laughs> him and sign McCour Maker. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, bro, but, nobody signed him McCour Maker. I'm bro, I'm telling you, it may be because he I'm, already has a has a promise from the Bulls, bro. And I'm not saying I'm not saying these because he can't even give him a two way con. Well, unless they cut Malcolm Hill, but I definitely think that maybe they talked to him enough and said, "Hey, listen." We got we got this we got this TB character. We need to figure out what we're gonna do with him. Yeah, but it, yeah. let it, let us put a little seasoning on you for the next year, and then for the following year, let's talk. Then that's, maybe he decided to stick around maybe, and do that. Maybe, bro. Maybe, man. That's some cachet right there. Like that's some <laughs> that's when you're a good organization listen, right there. Bro. Listen, I can't listen. We already hey, said. As soon AK's, as we post the video, McCore Maker is signed with the San Antonio Spurs. Son of a <laughs> man. Listen, uh, uh, but AK walked in the summer league locker room with his briefcase. He told McCore Maker, he was like. Come here, young man. Come here, sit, sit next to me. Uh, he just walked out with a smile. That's all. Exactly. Um, but no, I, I I agree with you. Like the fact is, of the matter is, is that we have three players with size, legit power forward center size, tr traditionally in what you look at it. That's Nikola Vucevic, um, Andre Drummond, and Marco Samanovic. And the re only reason I didn't list Tony Bradley is because once I see you get picked up by another grown man as a grown man, I can't list you on any list. Like that's, I mean, if, that's, if that's I saw a grown man walk on this Steven camera now and, and pick up Pat, the designer, from his seat and casually walk, you, you can't come back to the podcast, brother. I'm just letting I, you know. I, I agree with you, but, it, but it's Steven <laughs> Adams, right? Like if Steven Adams picked me up and walked me away, everybody would understand be like, I don't know why I did it, but it's also <laughs> Steven Adams. Like he's, he's Aquaman on weekends. Like we know this, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, yeah, so that, that's what I look at. Like Marco definitely as incompetent. Let's, like I said, what, what if we do end up talking about that? Tony Bradley, let's like, over this season, just had a, had a, a resurgence and he comes in Cook. and it just starts cooking on defense, bro. Tony Bradley is the piece that, that the Bulls saved the most money on. And got everything they needed out of him. And now we got to talk about re-signing Tony Bradley. Tony Bradley, bro. Season. Could you imagine the 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 calamity around I, Bulls Nation? If hey, Tony I, I Bradley listen, like, listen, listen. Yeah, you know how this goes though, Hayes. Like there were people that thought Tony Bradley should start when Vooch oh, yeah. wasn't shooting the three ball well. Yeah, yeah. It's like so what was like Tony I'm not gonna be surprised if we get Tony Bradley calls in this mug. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 
Bulls fans, I love you, but y'all be tripping my my family. That we're all family here, and we, me and Pat trip sometimes too. More Pat than me, but uh, yeah. But before we get into the next segment, man, I gotta talk to you about this, man. Which NFL stars moved the betting line the most starting July 18th, which was yesterday? Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from odds makers at Bet Online. Available July 18th on Locked On NFL or wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. All right, Pat. Next up, we got to talk about it, man. Which bull do we think is going to have the most unex- the most unexpected impact in the 2022-23 season? Who, who, who are you picking on this? This is such a – I'm just interested to see where you go with this. I believe Io DeSumo is going to have a much more offensive impact mm, okay. than we thought of a player like that. I believe that Io DeSumo, and I think that Billy Donovan wants Io to play a lot of point um, because he did that so well. But I think that Io DeSumo is going to have a what? Uh, what's buddy name? Tyrese Maxey. Mm type of addition to his game because he was an excellent scorer in college and the bulls need that that guy that can score at the point guard position i think with a a lot more comfort in his game you'll see io do that more we saw io have those moments last season right well like i think it was the boston game where he shot 100 percent or something like that Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you're like wait he can score too like all of us that watched him in Illinois, we knew he could score. But then, like, you know, a lot of Bulls fans didn't watch him in Illinois. And so it was like, oh, wait, like, why is he scoring like this? Like, he actually can score. No, Iowa's got a, a nice offensive game. And I think that he's probably spent the offseason honing that, developing that. We know that at some point he probably worked with DeMar. Him and DeMar have been like this yeah. <laughs> since he came in. So he's probably done something with DeMar. Um, and just and just and the thing that I always pointed to with Io about how he soaks up knowledge and how he soaks up the game and how he really is a student of the game was when we went back to that when you uh, uh, heard Bradley Beal talking about him just teaching him something during the game and Io using it on him on the next play. Yeah, that's all I needed to hear. That that shows you the sponge that Io to yeah. is. Um, I like I like your choice there. Um, I'm going with. So I thought about going with. In my in my brain, I eliminated Patrick Williams because we all expect Patrick Williams to. So it's not going to be on it. We expect Patrick Williams to take a leap every year since he since he yeah. came here. So I'm not going to pick him as the most unexpected. This is going to piss Bulls fans off. Oh, here we go. I'm telling you, Kobe White is going to be the bull that has the most unexpected impact this season, bro. <laughs> That's not gonna piss Bulls fans off. Oh, they just no, gonna be like, get that no, trade value up. Oh, yeah. My boy. Well, you know, you know, Bulls fans are gonna be he can average 22 points off the bench, and at this point, Bulls fans would be like, Oh, yeah, he's getting that trade value up. That all right, who's gonna replace the bench score? Huh? I said that trade value going up. That's all yeah, yeah. But I'm saying I'm I think that Kobe White is gonna come in with this. We talked about it before. This is his first time having a full training camp in year four of his NBA career. Um, having a training camp. I like seeing him work on his dribble. Um, I think that he hears all the all the everything, right? All the critique. Kobe White is literally the player that com- that completely, as the roster's constructed right now, and this still doesn't mean that I want to see him stay with the Bulls long term, but looking at what this roster is, a consistent Kobe White coming off the bench, being back to that player, giving a 16 on 40% shooting from the field, completely changed the dynamic of how the Chicago Bulls bench works. And again, 
I'm not saying I wouldn't want to see replaced with a with a more consistent player, but a consistent Kobe White, a Kobe White that can find a way to come into the season being consistent, completely changes the outlook of how you look at this Bulls bench. Considering they didn't go out and make the bigger acquisitions that we may have thought that they were going to make this season, it it, it completely changes who's playing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Too. Like uh, Bulls fans, like if, if Kobe White's playing well, I hope y'all enjoy watching Dale and Terry. Oh yeah, you're gonna see a lot of Dale and Terry in that case, or a lot of Javante Green to help. I, I mean, I, I think I think that's more of a right. I, I think that kind of changes the role of where where the Bulls start playing guys because the biggest question that the Bulls had last season, I granted, because there were people. Uh. uh, uh from the bench in the starting lineup. But the biggest mm -hmm. question that the Bulls had was where's this bench scoring coming from? Exactly. Because I love Alice Caruso, but like he's not putting up 20 for me a game. Exactly. If Alice I Caruso love... gives you nine to 10 a game, considering what he does with everything yeah. else, you take that and you're like, hey, yes, I'm happy with it. If Kobe comes out, and, I, and I'm telling you, here, here's the thing. If Kobe gives me what he gave us last season consistently, like it's a good looking, what was it, 13 and four, 13 and five, something like that. Something like that. If if you give me that consistently, that's that's a good player for a bench piece. If you yeah, up I mean, it back back up to 15 or something, I now you're talking about hey, the Bulls are one of the best bench scoring teams in the league. Yeah. I mean, so looking at looking at uh Kobe splits last season, I've talked about this heavily. If he can give us what he gave us, for example. We're going to go to if he can give us what he gave us in February. February, he averaged 16.3 points per game on 45% shooting from the field and 48% shooting from three-point range. Almost four rebounds and almost four assists a game. If yeah. you can give that off, the, that's that's almost the perfect the percentage. Business. Yeah, Just give me the percentages. I don't need I don't need the, you know, the score number. The percent. I, I feel you on that. Yeah, I mean, so, like I, I, I can make a debate for Kobe White if you're consistent. The problem is, right, when you look at the splits past February, we start to get into the 30s. <laughs> we start to get, you know, yeah, it, yeah. it starts dipping the wrong direction. And so yeah. I think that's the biggest problem that I have with Kobe White and, and why I hope he does take this leap in consistency. And I think he – I. You got, I guess, because the Bulls are giving him a little bit of leniency on it. We kind of have to as well, although mm -hmm. most Bulls fans won't. But like, I think consistency in his role will improve that as well. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Not being in the starting lineup for two games, back in the bench for two games, playing small, small. If they can actually just let him play shooting guard, like that's it. Kobe just yeah. he just needs to run the guard, have a better ball plant handle out there with him every step of the way. We we can get a lot better output. I'm gonna give a dark horse though before we close out the show. You can give one too if you want, Pat. Let's do it. I'm gonna say, considering that. What he gave us in the starting lineup last season, moving back to the bench, moving back to a more natural position. I think Javante Green to have an impact that we're not. And he said it before. We talked about it earlier in the offseason. He's been working on his three-point shot to become a more consistent three-point threat as well, so he can shoot that a little bit more effectively. Javante Green has the possibility, with an improved three-point shooting percentage, with that intensity on defense, running in transition, I'm not going to say he's going to have – I don't think he's going to have the type of impact to have a six-man-of-the-year type run, but I will say this. Javante can also be a key to what makes this Bulls team ticks with that type of defense now coming off the bench, moving to guarding twos and threes instead of fours all season long. I, I think Javante is going to be a Tyree, not Tyrese, a uh, 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 Matisse Thibel type of defender for the Chicago Bulls this season. Mm. Um, because he's going to actually get to play against people that 
I mean, he, he was a great defender for the Bulls last season playing against dudes that were 6'9", 6'10". Mm-hmm. He's going to actually get to play against dudes that are at least closer to his size, right? He's still small. He's he, What is he, 6'3"? 6'2", uh, something like that? Javante Green is 6'5". Javante 6'5"? Yeah, that's what his name is. Man, he looks so much shorter when he's playing against power forwards and centers. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> nah, so, I mean, yeah, he's, he's going to be playing against guys more his size. I think he's going to be a guy that – Javante, we know he'll go up and get the block. Mm-hmm. But he's going to be a guy that'll be playing the passing lanes. I think he'll be a, a nice part of this defense as well. And I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you one more. My dark horse. It, it, it's it's tough to say. I think uh, I think Andre Drummond is going to be a lot better offensively mm. than mm. people think. Because I think Andre Drummond, like we, this, is the dude that was seventeen and eleven. What? three years ago yeah and his entire role changed and so i think coming off of the bench with a offense that wants to push the ball with an offense that wants to get up and down the court you're gonna see him average probably what he started what his numbers were starting in brooklyn mm. So you're giving you're giving him ten and eight off the bench for the chicago i'm gonna Bulls give him season. ten and eight off of the bench for the bulls because he was like six and what was he? He was like six and ten, basically for Philly. Like, like yeah. the, the rebounds didn't even change. That's the best part about it. It's just like, <laughs> all right. Well, shout so, if hey, listen. Somewhere right now, Andre Drummond just got a double double. Like and the rebounds Andre, never change. I think Andre Drummond's gonna help uh do rim protection more than some Bulls fans are thinking because as we said before, not the shot blocking rim protection, but he's just gonna keep people from being able to get to the rim. Like, that's it. He's just going to keep them from penetrating. Can you imagine somebody like Alari Marketing thinking they're trying to go body up and they bump into Andre Drummond? Yeah, we may see Laurie Mar- Marketing's soul shatter on, on, on live on TV. Now, I will say this, Bulls fans, prepare, prepare to, to still have a, some tough conversations around Philly. While I think the Bulls are a better team than Philly, Joel Embiid been in uh, Andre Drummond's head since Detroit. I mean, so. listen, listen, that, that's why he's <laughs> that no longer get a starter. That's like, literally, yeah, yeah. you can Legit. look back at that and be like, hey, listen, I don't even think I want to start no more. Like, I, <laughs> hey, hey, I just remember Drummond talking so much garbage, and the next thing I knew, he wasn't in the starting lineup no more. Man, listen, that was funny. Shout out to Joel B for being the pettiest oh, player in the NBA. I love uh, it. I, I hate it when it's good. Like, when he was in Chicago waving at the kids goodnight when he was killing us, I was like, hey, man, Joel is a butt. Is a butt. But I, I can't lie. If he was on my team, for example, I would love Every I'd be, single I'd be hype. I'd be I hyped. could see Dalen Terry doing some stuff like that too. Oh, yeah. Dalen Terry gonna be and here's the thing, Dalen Terry gonna be talking trash. Don't let him get in the game. He's gonna be talking garbage to like superstars. He's gonna one. be Anthony Edwards in the hustle movie. That's gonna be Dalen Terry <laughs> yeah. in real life at the free throw line. Oh, is that is that your girl? Is that your mama in there? Is, is <laughs> and then the whole time he's talking to LeBron, like <laughs> <laughs> Dalen Terry is the type of person that will be in the free throw line with LeBron and say, "Hey, man, how's Delonte?" Jesus, <laughs> man, relax, hey, don't, do, don't do that, bro. Hey, listen, listen, don't piss off the king. Like, certain, certain <laughs> you piss off. Don't piss off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, go ahead, send this home, bro. Hey, man, follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. Also, follow us both on everything at Locked On Bulls. We appreciate y'all for showing so much love, man.
You can follow me at CEO Hayes at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. And thank you for making Locked On Bulls your first listen of the day. Now for your second listen, go and check on Locked On NBA, where the Locked On experts breaks down all the latest news and goings on around the NBA in 30 minutes or less. You can find them wherever you get your podcast. But for Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This is Locked On Bulls. We're out. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace, y'all. Peace.